0: Hello, tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, Matcha and Superfood Blends. I believe strongly in this company. I've been taking Four Sigmatic and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me. Right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000. It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day every day and how do we do that by creating magic and what is magic magic is turning up that energy living our truth honoring who we are and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful powerful easy playful fun joyous and just the most powerful life in this now time so if you don't have four sigmatic on your shelf in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you. Right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their in their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms and these adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, because I just really want you to know, Tribe, that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family, go to foursigmatic.com. Backslash shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com backslash shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about staying lit staying focused staying driven and changing our planet for the good love you enjoy the share bye hey tribe looking for something lit verified let me share with you monk oil monk oil makes beautiful skin potions for people that live in cities and i've been using them for so many years and today I want to talk about how to use them. First of all, don't drink them. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to get sick. They're skin potions. They're not ingestible. Monk Oil City Skin Potions is the real deal magic potion applied to the skin made by and for city dwellers in New York City. Monk Oil wants to help you be your best in all environments and not just every time you feel totally ideal. It means To bring that into your life every day and to bring something alternate, relational, and connected on ritual levels into your everyday life. To really shift the reality and perspective into something more meaningful and spiritual. There are four types of skin potions, each with specific intention and effect. Each of the potions speak to different parts of us and work on levels of the body, the soul, and the spirit. How to use monk oil. Anointing our skin with monk oil reminds us of the importance of daily rituals of self-love in our lives so that we may then be of service to others. How I like to use them is I like to take the monk oil and place it on the back of my neck and the front of my chest and the back of my wrists and the back of my knees and in my stomach to open up the energies of all the different energy gates shamanically for my body. But I'm sure you'll find the way that works best for you. Use it when you wake up in the morning and before meditation by applying a drop to your third eye and heart chakra. Slather it all over your beautiful body after you bathe for a complete head-to-toe force field. Bring it with you and apply it to your wrists and your neck before subway rides, or if you're in a busy, crowded city or around a bunch of people plane travels, meetings, all of these places, you want to make sure you have that oil on to so you don't take in all the negative energies and all the things that are affecting you so that you can eliminate any type of frequency that isn't love, ritual, power, and environment that is filled with joy and happiness, which is what you should feel like all the time. Add some to a hot bath Keep some in your bag and hit it midday instead of coffee, sugar, or booze if you feel stressed or nervous. To wear a protective sheath during activities that require stamina, working with children, walking around Times Square, sitting at the desk, caretaking, as a part of your yoga and meditation practice. Need of energy? Refresh on a busy day before and after an intense situation by putting on the monk oil or just smelling it. Smelling it awakens the senses and allows your body to connect into that deep spiritual well-being. Monk oil uses only ethically sourced organic-based oils and essential oils in their potions. There are no fillers or preservatives. Each potion has flower essences that work in a healing capacity with your life force and a powerful crystal to further activate the potion. They are conjured with love and intention on full moons, new moons, solstices, equinox, and other amazing cosmically created days. You can learn more about Monk Oil and their different potions at www.monkoil.com. That's M-O-N-K-O-I-L.com. Monk Oil is excited to offer a 25% discount to the tribe on their trios of three different potions with the offer code of trios TRIOSSHAMANDURG. That's T-R-I-O SHAMANDURG. For those in the U.S. at www.monkoil.com. And if you would like to try monk oil and you live outside of the U.S., check out Raw Living UK online. Adding monk oil to our daily lives and ritual and sharing it with our friends and family allows us to hold the spiritual essence of our being intact and be surrounded by so much love and positive energy and take ourselves to a whole nother lit level. Stay lit. Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland which opens up your third eye and increases your light body allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on The high level mineral source which we need today on our planet is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available on this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs, that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for, and it's ethics, And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in a line to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now Alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world and how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus, to Shilajit, to Nano Enhanced CBD, to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet. By taking ORMIS, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.nowalchemy.com. That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body. Because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share.
1: Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe.
0: hello beautiful tribe and welcome to ancient wisdom today podcast and i am so happy that you're here on this planet sharing loving nurturing gifting lifting shifting energies for everyone on this planet because we have come here to walk as leaders heart to heart mind to mind so that we can lift the veil of illusion step into the realm of darkness bring the darkness home into the light and really bring this planet into an ascension of consciousness and evolution to move into a light star nebulous kingdom where all beings from other galaxies can meet here, share ideas and support other areas of the universe where darkness lies. I'm so happy that we get to experience that together. So wonderful. And I love you all so much. And if anyone hasn't told you today that they love you, let me be the first. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you so much. And there is nothing that you've ever done wrong. Everything in this life is all geared and governed for you to step into your leadership so just remember that any pain any suffering any hurt anyone called you a name anyone put you down any of those things just know all of those things are happening to train you so that you can learn how to shift darkness shift pain shift poison and bring it into medicine and that's what it's about so i'm so happy Because in studio today, I have my beautiful homegirl, Shay Yoon, in the studio with me, goddess of power and energy, seer, channeler, healer, transformative woman who's here to bring forth wisdom and understanding of creating a new design of consciousness that allows us to step into our light frequency at a higher level, as well as bring understanding and consciousness to birthing, being a mother, having a family, being fabulous, amazing, and sharing her love with the world. So welcome to the studio, my love. Thank you
2: so much. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So you recently became a mother.
2: I did recently just become a mother. It was the most beautiful, challenging, incredible experience. I received the blessing of becoming pregnant last year here on the island uh, of Ibiza and it changed my entire world. I had a crazy beautiful pregnancy, but a crazy challenging pregnancy as well. And during that time I really was faced with the challenge to really think about how I want to bring this child into the world. And you know, I came from I came from the West. So, you know, I was from LA, I was around people who like schedule their cesareans, you know, I've been it, it was a big transformation for me to really think about how Am I going to do this in the way that's going to be best for me? So I chose to have a home birth on top of my mountain um, in the middle of the forest. And, you know, I, for a while, I did everything that I could. I educated myself. I read every single book about home birth. My goal was ultimately not to be in the hospital at all. Um, and, you know, if that's what you choose, that's amazing. But my my path and what came to me was that I need to bring this baby in at home with, you know, as natural as possible, no drugs, none of that. So I found, um, these two incredible humans, one is a doctor and his wife is a midwife. Turn and he turned natural pasos completely natural and great combination. Um, yeah, it was amazing. If anybody ever needs them, please let me know. They are absolutely the most beautiful people to hold space for this kind of work here on the island and they travel as well. So and they're Buddhist and they just held the most incredible space. We had a water tub put into my living room, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have a water birth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plan this, you know, it's going to be up to me. And then bam, you know, my water broke and everything I studied for everything that I thought was going to happen didn't. And, you know, it was all my son's choice. I, uh, so he came in when he wanted to on his own schedule where he wanted to. And I, um, I, it was, It took me actually a really long time to even speak about my birth because of the trauma and the karmic wheel that I had to realize of what was going on during that time and after and why it happened the way it did and the pain and the... All of that. And I finally, six months later, have come back into my own self. But what I had to remember during that time was that I just brought some beautiful star into this world that chose to come. And that in itself, you have to be gentle. You know, you you're programmed sometimes to think, okay, I've six weeks. I only have six weeks to do this. I need to go back to work at this time. I need to be able to look like this, to feel like this, to, you know, be this like super mom when you just have to take it day by day. And I've had so many women, I did a post about it and so many women come back and say, you know what, thank you for saying that because I was under so much pressure to think that I had to be a certain way by six weeks or look a certain way and all of that. And every day I just thanked Source and everything else for giving me the power to just bring him in. And after that, nothing else really matters you have to just be able to you know honor that time and i'm so fortunate enough to be able to be with him every day
0: so there is, so, the thing is there is no plan
2: there's no plan you can plan as much as you mm. want it is up to it is up to him cuz he's choosing you and your soul you know and so i um i studied hypnobirthing i studied the only thing that i that was went as planned was you know i had something called a lotus birth where you completely Um, You don't, first of all, you don't cut the umbilical cord and then you, um, the placenta stays attached to you until it naturally falls off. So you're carrying the baby and the placenta around with you until it, you know. Yeah, that's great. I think that's wonderful. And then you, you know, share in that because the placenta is actually the lost chakra that it's been disposed of in hospitals and nobody treats it with respect. And so that's, that was my plan that did stay in place, everything else, the thing, and the going through, you know, silent meditation, all that. No, all my karma was coming out. Things I needed to go through were coming out. And, um, you know, at the last minute the doctor said, okay, well, he's not coming. And you, he has gone to the bathroom inside of you when you are releasing greens. So you have probably about this min, this many minutes left, or you're going to have to go to the hospital. And I was like, I'm not going to the hospital. And then within the last 10 Ten minutes. It had been seventeen hours at this point of just, and from the to from the minute my contractions started, they weren't like, "Oh, my contractions have started. I'm feeling great." They were full. I mean, I'm talking full on, excruciating pain for seventeen hours straight. To where I mean, uh, it was it was it was so challenging. But I went into my trance as I got as centered as I could, and I just accepted the pain when. It wasn't an option for me to have medicine, or what they call medicine, right? Um, medicine to me was everything natural to do with it. So I, I fought and I fought to stay at home because at the end they said, you know, we're going to have to cut you because you're too small and you're not even dilating and he's pooped inside of you. So because he's gone to the bathroom inside of you... Um, there's only a certain window until
0: yeah, because it could become toxic. it can become yeah. septic
2: yeah, and so we did it and that last push was the best. It happened in my bedroom, not in the water, not where it was planned at all. And he came out, and the doctor said no pulse, and that's when my entire heart just stopped, and uh, he quickly you know, and it was, the cord was tied around his neck as well. And then he revived him through that because we decided not to cut the cord. And, and his name is Aya Alexander and they put him on top of me and he started giggling and we said, welcome into the world. I and it. it was the most beautiful experience ever. And that throughout, I didn't have anything to eat or anything. I just, at the end, I shared my placenta with my, um, my mother and my dad my dog and the people that were there to help me bring him into the world alexander my and the two buddhist caretakers and it was the most beautiful
0: thing did you end up saving the umbilical cord because you can use that for stem cell treatment
2: i saved i saved a bit of that i did a ceremony for the placenta i buried some of it into the forest to give back to the earth to you know say thank you for bringing him into here that's a
0: powerful ritual
2: yep and i made a tincture for it for myself and then i also ate the rest of it for my recovery um, after.
0: Did you take any of the fluid and swab your baby's mouth to get the... Absolutely. So that you get healthy, strong bacteria yeah. for a microbiome. Absolutely. Fantastic. I
2: still do it. I did it yesterday for him because he's teething yeah. as well. So yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. You know, I always say that pregnancy is literally um, a rite of passage. You know, in shamanism, we have this rites of passage where we go through excruciating pain and rebirth of ourselves. Some of us die, some of us, you know, lose a limbs I and mean, make a lot of things happen. It depends on the shaman and what they're asking spirit to be able to give them ability to do and how much devotion they want to be able to have in that. And the rites of passage really is a surrender. It's an act of surrendering to however the body and spirit has to merge in and that can be a painful experience in a death ceremony. And I always say women giving birth is a rite of passage because you don't you know you you give up your body for changes you go through you accept the seed you go through these different changes in your body you don't you can't decide how their hair is going to be what color eyes they're going to have what's going to happen to them you, all you can do is surrender to this process of letting creation bring through you and the spirits bring through you and in in um african culture we call the stomach the bowl which is where all the organs and everything are located and the womb is the second bowl and that's where the spirits the, your ancestors and all the spirits go and they put their hand in that bowl and they design the, the way the body is going to be how you know the um, electrons are how you know different parts of the you know the um, immune system and so forth and everything and not just that but also spiritual imprints like certain symbols are written on that are graved on the bones and in the body and the organs so as they grow so these powers get released as they begin to have their life experience, as well even down to the RNA and DNA, how that actually functions as a code frequency to be able to communicate to the body um, its relevant need, further the, the father side or the mother side, and into the body. And when the neurological system is built, the electrical system is built. That's when the spirit actually comes in to the body.
2: Beautiful, absolutely. Yeah, we were fellow Africans together, so there's a lot of cultural things. they also did. You know, in my pregnancy from Kenya and from things that I was channeling through. And um, I think at nine months, right at nine months, they said to me, Your baby's breach. And I said, No, he's not. And they said, no, <laughs> Yeah, he is. I love Your you. baby's breach. And I'm like, Actually, no, I can see he's not. I, this is his foot. And um, uh, I can feel, I'm very in tune with my body. I can <laughs> feel that he's not. And, um, and, you know, it, it just, it's just about being so in tune and going there. And I did so many bath meditations and so many beautiful things to where I could see my baby. And I remember at the end, I was channeling and I was in a trance. Everyone said that they were speaking to me and I was just not, you know, listening to anything they were saying. I wanted to know what was going on with him. What was he saying? What did he need? How come he's not coming? And he told me, his spirit told me, mom, mama, I'm, I didn't want to come, but I'm coming. And then he he chose to come. Camp, he chose to come at the last minute, so that's why he was taking a long time. He was afraid, but then he chose to come. And now you've seen him yes, today. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So wonderful. Amazing. It was beautiful.
0: Aya. Aya. It's a very powerful. Very powerful name. So very powerful name.
2: Aya came to me uh, last May. I did an ayahuasca ceremony in uh, in Ibiza with a shaman from from South America, and we were in meditation um, day two, I did two, two nights in a row and day two, I was, I had closed my eyes. I was sitting in meditation and I heard a beautiful voice say, mama, mama, I'm coming. And I opened my eyes and I looked around me to see if he was around me or if anyone else had heard, if Alexander had heard, if the shaman had heard and no one had. So I went back in and, and I went to call him something in, in In the in the journey. And I said, Aya. And I like had reached my eyes, my hand out, and I saw his eyes a little bit and then it disappeared. And then I got pregnant two weeks later. Wow. And so Aya actually means an Arabic miracle and a sign from God. So Mm -hmm. and Aya in my culture is actually um I come from a Kenyan background, but um forefathers Pakistani Indian and then we grew up Muslim. So it's a very Arabic girl's name. So everyone's like Why'd you name him Maya? such a girl's name and such a girl's name. Like, it has nothing, <laughs> nothing to, do to do with, with it. it. It's the spirit <laughs> yeah. energy essence. Yeah. yeah. And he's a very, very powerful. He's yeah. such a centered soul. He looks into your soul. He's very special, this one. Yeah, I see that. Yeah.
0: That's wonderful. So yeah. congratulations Thank on your rites you. of passage and Thank you. on this journey. So yeah, let's talk more about the about journey. Let's talk about the journey of what's happening right now on planet earth and yes. what you feel um, as a powerful woman, as this light worker, this seer, who sees deeper into the, this fabric of weaving. What do you see right now?
2: So in terms of seeing, let me break it down. I, I want to express that I first found my gift uh, in Los Angeles about, I would say 10 years ago. I was about 23, 24. And I was in my bedroom and i i had been feeling a little bit weird feeling a little bit anxious and before i used before i understood how to hone my power it would make me anxious when things came in from the other world or i saw something and i would just like hone it away thinking i was crazy or i'm a witch or like there's something you know yeah of course not okay about this that's the norm yeah that's the norm and so i I saw Alexander and he was bright blue and I'm talking like electric blue as if like he just had neon lights strung around him and I closed my eyes really quickly and I opened them again and he was still like that and before I even said to him what was happening he said you see color don't you And I was like in shock and shaking and I said, yes, I see color. What is this? This is wild. I've never, and he was, I will never forget. He said to me, use this power. This is a gift. There's nothing wrong with you situation. And it took me from that point on, it took me years to understand what that actually meant by practice Mm -hmm. and i had to go through everything in order to understand that this is really a gift there's people who can see there's empaths you know you can feel you're an intuitive but to see color is a very beautiful gift and i need to really use that so i began practicing i began you know i began training i began training as a healer i did everything from reiki to you know different types of work and, and and plant medicine work and I went to mentors in San Diego and so many different things to actually, you know, bring this in and use it as a power to help other people because now when I can see color, I can see people's energy in terms of if they have something wrong with their leg or if there's some brown in them, I translate brown into into like disease or pain or anything like that, and then we shoot light energy into it to, you know, bring up. Their what color chakra do you see? Loves, what color do you see in me? Gold and blue always. You know, always <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you highest. see like electric
0: blue? Yeah, that's what I see yeah, all, the all the time too. Time. What does that then, mean? What does that mean?
2: So gold and white are and and you know other people have um, their own definitions of light, but for me, gold and white is your higher your highest self. That's always. Being portrayed and people like you, solid individuals, people who know they, who they are, um, very centered Zen human beings, people who have no ego, people who are vibrating on the highest frequency possible are gold, period, all the time. And I first met you when I d- read, I did your aura photography, which was amazing. So I have a camera that. Um, it is biomagnetic technology and you put your hands on these sensors and they pick up your energy in real time and then they translate it onto a Polaroid and then it and then we give you a reading of what your um, your aura means and to the T every time it's pretty much, you know, accurate, accurate. But every time you have somebody come through or every time I see somebody with a gold or blue, it doesn't change. Whereas like if, like, and if I took your aura photo now and I took it in five minutes, probably be the same colors. Whereas people who are more of purple are vibrating a little bit um on the lower end of the spectrum of their of their chakras meaning they haven't fully developed everything to get up in through the pineal right so Mm -hmm. there's like usually plants animals children purplish you know green people that um only vibrate from their heart chakra and they're not using their voice which is blue or their throat right blue also is very representative of using your voice which is what we're doing right now (laughs) or what your life is about (laughs) basically, basically right so your throat chakra so it's very interesting because um I can, I can help with business deals. If I see somebody as red and they're vibrating a weird in a weird red energy, I automatically know like there's something going on here that needs help or that's not right. Or I shouldn't be doing any business or anything with that person or, you know,
0: did you so, find it difficult, uh, Coming into this ability, because you know, people who see music as colors, it's called synesthesia, and you know, coming into this ability also is in, is known as sensorium, where you can actually read emotional and um, energy forms into color. So your chromatology, you're operating in the field of frequency and color, which is a huge gift, you know, and uh, a lot of. Um, people in Bedouin culture, you know, and uh, the the nomads of like Muslim culture, like, you know, Muslims, Muslim culture actually comes from shamanism. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, and, the nomadic um, uh, the, in the nomads of the sh- of the muslim culture there were certain types of seers certain women who could actually see the energy of where that where they should actually go so they would follow the energy and they could see the energy of the people they can tell who was getting sick they could tell who was you know um, needing some comfort who needed food who needed this and they were the ones who took care of the nomadic tribe as they were traveling through the desert traveling through the mountains and so forth do you feel on some level that you have taken that ancestry on
2: i absolutely do and it's it's wild because i come from that uh, that culture as well so being in africa being kenyan my parents were born there my you know my great grandfathers were born there and then uh, you throw in the indian and the pakistani which is like in the east as well and then you throw in islam It all derives from there. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes, I mean, I've done past life regressions where I'm a pharaoh in Egypt, you know, as well. And 100%, everything that happens in my life has been showing me, you know, the gifts that I've had from there that are coming into here. And I just need to, you know, trust in those. And I definitely feel like that because everywhere I go, culturally as well i always have this tribe that i'm trying to lead into some sort of beautiful direction and i can see what's going to happen in that going east i can see what's going west and i always take the ability to you know try to guide everybody into the right light so to speak so yeah absolutely
0: do you know what pharaoh that you are
2: hasn't come yet i've been asking her name uh, it
0: it would be very very interesting Interesting. to to see yeah because you know in my past life i was a pharaoh in egypt and that's why i had to go to israel and do a lot of stuff because i enslaved the israelites and i had to make it up to them so i completely get it but i think that this power of yours is amazing because i have not run across a lot of people you know who hold the old traditions of that of that seer from the from the nomadic tribal um you know that they, like that like i mean you can put it to uh, to the tribe very simply that um in the nomadic times there were these powerful women Who were able to take care of the whole entire tribe as they were traveling and going in their nomadic um, journey they had the ability to see color and color and energy and they could feel when something was off or wrong with the person so when they would stop they would say this person needs to eat more than this person or they would say okay this person is actually leaving us so we need to make a ritual for them and then leave them behind because they're going to hold up everyone so people would you know make prepare preparations for them to 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 you know to 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 cross over. You know, there was very powerful. And in Egypt, they also had them as well as in Egypt. And they were um there to assist the people in the palace, in the kingdom, to let the Pharaoh know like, you know, who was sick, who was this, who was that, and really also care for them, you know, using um different apothecaries and oils and different things like that. Have you noticed any of the that aspect of your abilities coming in with oils, apothecaries, uh, plants, anything of this nature, have you noticed you making any bombs or anything naturally, organically come into that form?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So after about about a year before I moved to Ibiza, so like three years ago, I started to dabble into intuitive supplementation and things that you would you know, um, sort of trade out when I was working with clients who were addicted to medicine or... You know, Western medicine, and trying to give them the real medicine um, substitutions. And I'm a very, very big firm believer in in plant medicine, in natural bombs, absolutely oils, um, bark and things from so many different lands that I've, I can actually channel for each client and tell them exactly what they need. And then we do a test to around a week to see if, you know, anything's changing or happening um, with that. And I'm, yeah, absolutely. I think it's very, very important to actually know what you should be putting into your body or onto your body for whatever it is that you need it for. I also think that, it's very, very important to listen to your body and be able to know that you can come off of whatever it is that's been programmed into you, to you being reliant on a certain type of Western medicine and then substituting it. It's actually the most fun to me to see when it works, you know, and what you can do and how you can do it for sure. And yeah, that's, I have a whole, um, I have a whole chapter of that guidance in my book to that, that I just talk about what you can do and how you can basically reverse your psychology in your mind within a 30 day period if you commit to it every single day. I have a process that you can do that will change the course of your thinking, which will then and change change the course of your body to slowly um, dissolve all of these beliefs, so to speak. Nice. Yeah.
0: So we're going into um, understanding your gifts. What What do you feel like the world is needing right now, medicine wise? Like, what is the world needing?
2: Oh, so medicine wise, that's a good question. Yeah.
0: Or whatever form medicine if, it comes into. Does it come in as an emotion? Does it come in as a thought? Does it come in as you know something that we digest? What What is the world needing right now?
2: I think that uh, always just comes down to love. Uh, with all my clients currently right now, the the you know, the common denominator and the root of everything stems from not knowing how to love yourself. And that in return is why they're acting or becoming or being the way that they are or their frustrations come from because they don't know how to give to themselves completely before they can go out and do everything else. And I feel like, the world needs education on how to take care properly of your entire soul so that your soul can live your true purpose here on earth. What is, you know, we take them through a program. What's your vision, your mission? What is your purpose here? And you can't fully grasp that until you on the inside know why you are here and what you're here to do. And I think that, I mean, my my purpose and my mission here is to help educate and to help bring in a different form of the norm and to break away from the system and the ties and all of these things that we're programmed to think that we are and really bring out the true of who you are and what you are and stop being afraid of these gifts that you have. And I think the true medicine that we all need is to really go in and dedicate that love to yourself before you give and give and give to everyone else. And then from there, I feel like you can, you know, do anything right because you
0: know we live in a culture where the the mentality or the suggestion of mentality is always geared towards the idea of survival so we operate from a very consensus idea that the most important focus of our life is based on the need to survive, right? And that actually affects us as a species because we become a species based on survival. And then the idea of look how well I've survived because of what I've done. So it becomes like this kind of rewarding system. It's like, look how much I've sacrificed and survived. And now look at what I get to live my life from, but I'm still surviving. I'm still going out there and working hard, but look at all the luxuries that I get on top of it. And it kind of creates this very like um, damaging um, uh, viewpoint on society because then we begin to think that our sole purpose is to do something in order to survive or to have, right? So I think the consciousness of self-love or as you say, really finding a way to provide the level of sustenance for ourselves to be able to give our bodies, our mind, our spirit and everything, everything that it needs so that we can be complete within ourselves without this idea of this lack that's living there with the idea that we can't survive. if we look at it from its juxtaposition, we recognize that humanity hasn't and incorporated that as a necessary function in the way we adapt ourselves and the way we evolve how, how do we do that
2: yeah yeah you know, it's, it's an awesome question i think that we all need to empower each other more especially as women i have gone through so many different types of disagreements just even within my own culture because I'm, i come from I wanted to be a voice for the girls and the people and and especially the women in my culture because um, there's this suppression of the voice, right? And once you start to use that voice and once you start to become who you really are and come out of the body of what you're ingrained to be, like you're supposed to be this person and you just be you um, and try to just be be a certain way or the way you're supposed to dress or the way you're supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, right? And we can throw all that away and we can just empower each other and we can... Pray together and we could do meditations and we can be an open platform for our culture to come together and say, hey, this isn't how it's supposed to be. We are supposed to be leaders of this new earth. We are bringing children and all of these things into this new earth and we have to teach them certain things that, you know, will lead them on the path of light versus the system kind of thing so I, I i really think that it's time to hack spirit hack into the system and, right. and to to empower each other through our voices through our teachings through our prayers and let everyone know that it, it is okay to um to be in the spirit world because i feel like a lot of people are so scared of it and they they're kind of coming close and they want to dabble into it a little bit but they don't know how so i think that what we need to do is provide Um, just a safe base for anyone to come to and and be a part of that.
0: Yeah, I think spirit hacking is the key. We do have to spirit hack it. You know, and we have a lot of men who listen to the show too. So, you know, we don't want to exclude them out as well. So if we acknowledge that, what do you feel as far as men is concerned? As far as coming into that fold, so it's not just women, but it's also it's all of us. How do we encompass that?
2: Yeah. And so for men, my my I love um I love working with the men too in the sense of the the openness that's been coming out, um and the acceptingness of what's been coming out with the huge you know the feminism and all of this. Uh, the movements of all of the feminist things. I love to see when men um, support women on a high on a high level, and they put they put them in a, on a pedestal, and they say, "Yes, you know, you are our equal. You are not less than us. You are." I love, love especially you. You know, I love to see that going on for the men in the world as well. It's just literally about treating treating the women and treating every, not just men, everyone, we all need to come together into unity in order to, you know, to be alive and living at your fullest frequency. Are you alive? Are you living? Are you just living? You know, what's really going on? And I've, I've, I think that the men of the new earth and the women and the children of the new earth are setting beautiful examples and things around the world that, um, that have I've slowly been seeing you know people coming into and it's a beautiful thing to see a man you know speak so highly about what women are and what women can do and vice versa and I think that those kind of examples are what we need
0: absolutely you know I want to add to that you know, I feel that um, the majority of understanding of men and the way that we operate in our culture stems from our mothers and how our mothers, you know, if our mothers are suffocating us, because I know I work in a lot of different cultures where mothers suffocate their boys, then their boys grow up. They don't have a rites of passage, a male rights of passage with the way that they need to become men and grow into that space. They become, go into the space still being a boy. And then they end up marrying A female and now she's having a baby but she's not just having a baby she has two babies right and so it's i feel like what happens is is that you know i think for women and being mothers i think there's a point where we have to you have to find a balance between loving your son but also loving him and giving him the, the knowledge of the life code which is that life is valuable it's precious it's sacred it's needed it's 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 divine so that they're not just ripping the wings off a butterfly but they're actually enjoying the butterfly and seeing its beauty but not at the same time making sure that the father or a male energy comes in or even the mother if she doesn't have that male energy in her life comes in and gives him the place to be able to have his rites of passage where he can actually recognize how to become uh, a, a man who's centered in his heart centered in his self where it's not based on this idea of i'm insecure so that way Because of my insecurity, and I don't want anyone to know about it, I get to act out in these very destructive patterns.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think that also it's very, uh, it's a very amazing thing when men recently have. um, come to me or to anybody in my work and say, you know, I noticed that I have this, this and this from my upbringing or my childhood was like this, and but I'm willing to do the work. Show me how. And then they, you know, totally 180 and it's amazing. And they come and they do that. And there's a huge difference in cleaning out your karma and cleaning out um, your past or whatever has happened to you in your childhood. And if you can really do that and go there with it, you can really just open up that heart chakra and go to places you never even thought existed before because when you're deprogramming and deconditioning all of these things, you're really just opening up what you know, you've taught you've worked come you've came here to learn and to teach to other people. So I think it's such a beautiful thing to see when people really realize, okay, I I've, I've I really need to work on myself and I'm willing to do the work, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of, funny. I mean, it's like the whole idea of like parent, you come to this world and your parents are like, here are my wounds and you need to carry yeah. my wounds for me now. Yeah, yep. Like you need to carry these wounds. These wounds came from your great-great-grandmother yeah. and it was passed down to your grandparents and that was passed down to me. Now, you are now carrying my wounds. And then we get to decide, you know, at the space of like, do we allow ourselves to heal these wounds of our ancestral bloodlines and yeah. so forth? You know, I think a lot of people have lost a lot of contact with that ancestral
2: the knowledge, world. you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. absolutely. And it it definitely is so important to know your ancestral knowledge and to know why and what it brought you here and the way in which you act and the way in which you do your daily life has you know so much so much behind it and i think it's so important to go down that path and to revisit where do you come from what happened you know why are you here now and and then when you get that and then go move forward with it i think it's so beautiful
0: yeah i think it's i think it's very beautiful i think it's very important i know for myself um it has definitely opened up a lot of information about my personality and why I feel the way I do. And, you know, that, you know, my mom having the Norwegian uh, side, you know, I have the Viking energy and I can feel it sometimes where I deal with situations. I'm like, I have Viking power. I can feel like the gates of Valhalla open and I can feel my Viking ancestors move through me. And then sometimes I feel my African family move through me, you know, and it's, uh, There's an energy and there's an essence, there's a beautiful uh, gift that arises out of it. One of the things I wanted to um, talk about, and one of the things I'm really also, I just want to let the tribe know, we also have Alexander um, in the studio, which is Shae Yoon's husband. And um, so we're going to have him come on um, in a little bit as well. Um, to because it's going to be like both of them on this, but the baby they had to take the baby out. We couldn't have them both on at the same time because you know we have this amazing, powerful soul that has come to Earth to be the next leader, and you know that baby is going to be crying and stuff as we're going and stuff (laughs) because it's going to be wanting to talk, Mm -hmm. and every time it talks, it's going to make a cry sound (laughs) because it's going to be like yeah,
2: yeah. Uncle Shaman, Uncle Shaman,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but one of the things I wanted to um go into is um. Um, a little bit more about, you know, why Ibiza?
2: Okay, perfect. I love this question. So I came to Ibiza in 2015 on a big European vacation and I landed here and I could feel the magnetic energy pulling me in and I have never, and I'm I'm pretty well-traveled, I've been everywhere and I have never felt... Home, Like I felt here and I knew in my heart, I was going to live here one day. Like I had to, it felt so familiar. And then I did another past life regression and it turns out that I lived here a few hundred years ago. So, but before, before that, I lived in Los Angeles. It was eating my soul for a bit. I needed, um, a different change in, in everything. And I knew that I didn't want to raise um, my baby there. I grew up in Africa and like, I just wanted him to be free. And then I just felt this energy here. I mean, I came um, with no expectations. Everyone was talking about this island, this island. And I came and I did you know, nature here where most people go and they do parties and I visited all the most beautiful places in these little hidden coves in Espedra, and I absolutely just fell in love with the magnetic connection and the energy and you could just really feel it. It's the third most magnetic point in the whole world, which is wild. And I just cried on my way home, back to LA. I don't know. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So then in two thousand. And seventeen, I decided. You know what? Why not? If I can, if I can work remotely, my thing is working smartly and not crazily. So, if you can work smart, and we can, we can figure out a way to move our lives. Why not? It's just what we got to put our stuff in storage and figure it out. Let's do it. What's stopping us. right? Yeah, so we, but... we literally, we literally just decided, okay, let's just do it. Let's try it and let's see what's where it'll take us. And it's been the most beautiful, abundant, energizing, best thing I could have done for my soul from the people to the people I've met like you to the relationships and to what it's done for um, my inner self and how it's guided me into becoming a healer more and how it, uh, it stripped me down and made me confront everything about myself and I did the work and I did a lot of it before I left but I sealed it here and it's just such a beautiful it has just such a beautiful place in my heart and I feel like I can grow here and My main mission, which I channeled through um, Source, was I had a vision and a mission to build something called the Light Force Center here. And the Light Force Center is going to be a place where people can come and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's going to be on a beautiful piece of land here. And I'm going to build a safe and beautiful environment for people to come to learn, to heal, to grow, to learn how to cook um, plant-based diets for themselves, to learn how to you know shed their egos. Everything that you can possibly think about a whole, you know, a, world of healing. I'll be there. Yeah, you will definitely be there. I mean, <laughs> you will definitely be there. And I wanted to also create a school for children who um, who can be taught. Real life versus, you know, dead presidents in a textbook, you know. And um, so you're
0: singing to that. You're singing. You're singing the praises yeah, of the world. Yeah.
2: So my goal is to have a beautiful um, educational system where we can teach our children how to learn to meditate and eat right and pray and do the thing, manifest and do all the things that are going to really benefit them. Versus, you know, calculus three until you want. to...
0: Yeah, and the tribe knows. I talk about that yeah. all the time. I talk about the whole system was set up to make to just see if we follow rules. Yeah. Yeah. None of these tests they gave us make n- no sense. None yeah. of these questions, none of these teachings. I remember, I was saying to before that I remember being in a, in a history class, and I asked my teacher. I raised my hand as a kid, and I said, "Why are we in this class?" And she was like, "Because you have to learn history." And I'm like, "But why we're doing the same thing? Nothing's mm-hmm. changed. What's yeah. the point? You know? Yeah. Why am I learning this? What does this have to do with anything?" Yeah. I left school. I left school. uh a junior high year, which was uh, the last year of junior high, right before you go to high school, and my dad like they didn't even want to graduate me because I didn't show up the whole entire year. And my dad was like, "Oh, I'll just pay for you to graduate." So he paid for my diploma, but I wasn't allowed to walk with everyone else. Got to high school, walked in like four days, went to high school, experienced it, and said, "This is just another institution, institution. Of, of programming." So I just I just couldn't do it anymore, and. I was like, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm a shaman. Why am I doing this? I should just stick to what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm, and I think exactly. that's important. I think there should be schools, life schools for kids. Uh, one of the things that I'm working, I have a book that's coming out next year. And I also want to talk about that. Um, I have a book coming out next year. And uh, after that book, I'm doing a whole children's shamanic series of books. you know. And um, I want to talk about your book, that's coming out, speaking yeah. of books.
2: Books, books, oh, I can't wait for yours, that sounds amazing, it's needed, so needed. So I... Um... I wrote a book, it's called Wake Up, The Quick Spirit Guide to Getting Your Life Together. Mm. And um, The Quick Guide to Getting Your Spirit Together as well. We'll see which one I end up picking. <laughs> we should
0: be handing that out at airports yeah, and like all everywhere. over everywhere in the world. Exactly. just should be handing it out to
2: people. There <laughs> you go, yeah, it's free. That's what it's about. It's not about anything else. And so in it, I talk about everything from um I have a process called the seven Blessings, which is a quick meditation that you can learn that will help you get into the flow if you're not used to it will um, you know the seven blessings are you know gratitude, everything from the blessing of no worry, everything from life mission. Um, clarity, all of that. And I teach you how to just do it's quick. You can do it in five minutes. If you want to do it and take it longer, you can do it in 30 minutes. It's something that my one of my mentors, uh, Greg, taught me and I wanted to incorporate it um, into the book because I feel like there's so many people who are like, I want to start, but I don't know how. So that's a big part of it. Everything from why you shouldn't use a microwave to people still using antiperspirant to mm-hmm. you would be surprised i mean i'm watching i'm watching blogs of these girls on youtube going you know showing their favorite deodorant deodorant brands that are antiperspirant and i'm like
0: help me find one for men because every time i go to a natural one the funk in me because i'm lit up like you know with my pitta energy and i'm burning fire all day people are like you funky boy you better go get yo. you better go take a shower i'm like i took two showers today and i put this put this thing on it they said it was natural i got another natural and another one gave me a
2: rash i'm like have you tried Lavelin? it's white
0: yeah i have you no
2: know? Did no. it work? Have you? Okay, there's one that you can make at home. I'll give you the recipe for that. Maybe that will work. Uh, okay. it's <laughs> Throw a little baking soda in and
0: get funk. I need the funk. something. <laughs> get the funk. I got the funk for the fever. But you'd
2: rather have the funk than the cancer it causes, right? So exactly. it's like nobody, there's so many people that um still, even in my culture, I'll go visit, I'll go to England, for instance, for a weekend. And I'm just uh, appalled because I just, and you know what? It's not anyone's fault. They're just not educated on it. So my goal was to educate and show you, you know, you're eating all this healthy food, but then you're putting it in a microwave. Microwave is exactly what it says it is. It's throwing microwaves into your food and killing it completely (laughs) away what's the convenience there, right? Right. So um, everything that is just a quick spirit guide to really just throw everything into you know a little box so to say that you don't need anymore and just you know bringing your life into tune and it's just quick it's got beautiful artwork in it from Sarah Shaquille who's amazing um it's just uh the art of taking a bath the art of meditation the art of manifestation the system there's a whole chapter on the system and why it's there um Chemtrails, everything, quickly to just kind of give you a good perspective of where you can go. I love this. Yeah.
0: And when is this book launch?
2: The launch hopefully will be between October and the first week of November
0: of next year. This year. Of this year. Yes, sir. Oh, this is great. Yeah. So when you when you when that comes out, please get me a copy so I can, you know, post about it, it on Instagram and. Share it with everybody. Share it with the tribe. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. And is there any place where they can do pre-orders? I mean, do you have pre-orders now? I will
2: do it. Not yet. I will have them as soon as the artwork is done. And then I'm also going to do amazing eBooks as well. So that will be perfect for helping with the environment as well. How can people find you? Um, So you can come onto my Instagram, which is Sheyoun underscore S-H-A-Y-O-O-N underscore. And also... my spiritual spirit, uh, my spiritual Instagram is the Light Force Center, and um, you could find me on Instagram. And then all my information is there, and my website, and all of that and you could just find me in Ibiza if you want. <laughs> just come say hi to this beautiful island. We're going to, we've been doing so much work here. And it's another thing that's amazing is everyone's coming here now, you know, because it's been calling. So I don't have to go back yeah, I mean I,
0: I met you, uh, was it?
2: A year a ago. A year ago. Yeah. Like
0: a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we were meant to meet. I, yeah, absolutely. Meeting you and your husband, it was like wonderful. There's like certain people that I met on the island, but I knew that I was gonna stay in contact with and be in their lives and like flourish with them. And we talk throughout the year. We're always, always. talking, we're always talking. I'm like, what are you doing now? You're like, I'm having a baby. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I just did this shoot. I went over here. I was doing this healing thing, <laughs> you know, it's wonderful. I think, I think, I think when you find j- gems, diamonds and precious rubies and emeralds, like you don't let go of them. You hold on to them these are sacred heirlooms you yeah. know and that's what that's what friendship is when you find a good person in your life like you just you don't let go yeah
2: yeah you're a huge inspiration to me and oh, thank I you, so my happy love. to be here with you today
0: so i'm excited we get to talk to your husband now yeah let's do it So yes, it's, we are back and we have, as we were saying um, that Alexander was out with the baby. And so now we have the wonderful and powerful Alexander on the show. And I'm so happy to have my brother here in studio with us because he is here because he looks beyond the veil. He sees that all of the energies and everything coalescing and he realizes, okay, these are the energies that need to be dealt with. These are the energies that are just waste of time. And he's about cutting through the nonsense, getting into what's real and what's truthful and helping people see the deeper meanings of themselves and understanding of how they're operating on the planet in which ways they can facilitate their lives in a greater way. And so I'm so happy to have in studio with me, my beloved brother, Alexander.
1: Oh man, thank you. That was beautiful. I appreciate you and uh, stoked to be here. This beautiful place. Yeah, so we were talking about your newborn baby. How's that been for you? Fatherhood has been, um, uh, like a rebirth for sure and Aya has been just such incredible joy and uh, a, rem- a remembrance of the importance of remaining present and playful and he just always has a smile on his face and so whenever things get crazy and I just see him light up he's just a remembrance of of that beauty you know so it's been amazing what would you say to
0: to men who are afraid to to really um, commit into a relationship and become a father. And cause I know there's a lot of men right now in the world who are like, oh, I would like to be a father, but I'm afraid. What
1: would you say to them? Yeah. Well, I think with any, any type of fear that we have, right. It's, it's the guiding force that we should turn to because when we move through that fear, that's when the greatest, blessings arrive this is when the growth takes place so if you're afraid of being a father if you're afraid about being anything you know ask yourself why and really dig into what might be the resistance because always that's where the development takes place and i think when it comes to fatherhood we oftentimes i'm speaking generally right mm-hmm. as men we have different cultural upbringings but uh oftentimes there's a certain stereotype and i think that a true father has the ability to be all things, master of all. You've got to be a husband. You've got to be a cook. You've got to be a cleaner. You've got to go and and do your job, whatever that might be. If you're an entrepreneur, you're working for somebody else, or if you're a stay-at-home father, that's a job too. And to be able to rise and to be able to have a master of your body, of your mind, your spirit, your soul, be present for your family, be present for your work. Like, It's a whole 360 and there's so much that opens up when you do that. It's incredible.
0: So it's not about this, the guy who's like, okay, my wife got pregnant she's having the kid i have the job i'm making money i'm in the office i'm a ceo i'm a banker or whatever it is that they do with their you know they have their own um entrepreneurship it's not about them just saying okay because i'm the one working i'm exempt from all of these responsibilities
1: yeah no i mean i would say absolutely not that that's that's a major problem and i think that when we look at balance it doesn't mean that that we as fathers can't be out spending time building for our families. But when that becomes the only thing and the excuse is, well, I can't spend time with you. I can't be present because I'm out here making money for us. Well, your child, that, that six-month-year-old, that one-year-old doesn't look at you as a father and say, oh man, I just wish you could be out there making more money for me, dad. Like the, the child never thinks that. Ever, ever. So, when does that become an excuse for whatever it is that you're choosing to neglect? And why are you afraid to be more present with your family? I work with a lot of fathers who are, you know, powerful entrepreneurs and who are wanting to reconnect with their families because so much has. Damage has been done by them not being present. And we need to realize that the home balance is more important than the work-life balance, I feel like, at least now in this stage, because it's so heavily tilted the other way, you know? Right. Do you feel that, um, that men
0: have uh, a sort of responsibility as just as much? Because I noticed that, you know, a lot of times men um, have a difficulty showing up to the process of evolution. Like, you know, when I do workshops around the world, I'll have like maybe 500 people in a room and out of that 500, there's maybe five men. And the rest are women. You know, um, I notice that men, when they hug each other, they're still pounding each other's backs like we're stuck in a colloquial time, and we're just you know just afraid to really make a real solid connection. You know, what do you feel that you know what would you say because of you because the way you see things, you see things behind the scenes, so you see deeper into the core of things. What do you think is
1: the big issue that we are going through as men on earth? Mm, that's a really great question, and it is a very broad question because I think it obviously comes down to so many things like culture, but really what culture means through my lens is programming. We are programmed. We are programmed from our fathers, our grandfathers, the people before them, all the way down the generation into who we are now. And part of the importance of us breaking that karmic cycle is, is, recognizing that programming, realizing that that programming might actually not be you, might not actually be me. It's been inherited or given or programmed. And then most importantly, how do we as individuals or men look at ourselves and really choose to acknowledge that inner voice that has always been there, that we've always known was there, but for whatever reason has been programmed to be repressed. I don't think it's that men don't wanna connect with other men. I think it's that they don't know how to or they've been programmed to think that that's not manly or it's whatever, you know what I mean? They have what so, is manly? Exactly, exactly. And and they have issues with their own sexuality and they're not comfortable with seeing two men together or two women together, all these things. And I, I, I would just ask whoever's listening that might feel uncomfortable expressing themselves as a man to another man or to any individual or fearful of anything is just to, Ask yourself, what is it in that other person or that scenario that makes you feel uncomfortable? I think everybody wants to place their feelings the way they feel upon the world around them. Like life is happening to me. You know, it's because you said this to me, therefore you made me feel this way. Well, that doesn't make sense. You allowed that thing to allow you to feel some way. So why is it that if I can look at, two men embracing each other and I see love or you see love and somebody else gets uptight and feels uncomfortable. It's not because they're uncomfortable with those people and their sexual expression or their expression of love. It's because they're uncomfortable with their own expression or lack thereof you know of love of sexuality so when you feel that way i think for men in any situation it's important to ask yourself why and then what's the program really look at that and you could also say that i guess these topics are more feminine that of the heart and men have been programmed to be so of the mind and that's the 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 alpha way the left brain and then you've got the right brain which is the creative and and the the more loving the more heart centered, the more open right and both need to be in balance. No, n- neither is more important. I would just say, in this time, for talking about men, it's much more important for them now to start working with the right side of the brain, working with the heart, and balancing both hemispheres. You know, right? So, so tell me, how did you come
0: into your um, your spiritual aptitude of knowledge and practice,
1: and you know, mastery? Well. Um, in this life, uh, my brother started me off in martial arts at a really young age. So, when I was a young kid, I was working through to get my black belt in different mixed martial arts, and and using the body and self discipline and energy and these types of things were concepts that were instilled in me at a young age. But they were also very intuitive. I've, I've later come to realize that I've had multiple past lives working as a healer, as a shaman, in other lives, and um, and so. It's been, it's just, it's in me. It's been a part of my journey, right? So I think my journey here has been re realizing that and now fully embodying that. So fast forward um, when I was around 17, I met a mentor who really helped me tap into the power of energy, how to use uh, energy for influencing others positively, but also how to use it in combative arts as well. We would literally use it to unzip the energy field of our opponent and put the energy in, in there so that we could essentially beat them in a match, right? Um, but then applying those concepts to the world of how we could actually use it to influence and, and help. So we were taught how to remote view, how to astral project, how to create, uh, bring in and an other energies into the war, into your room to um enact a certain outcome, NLP, all these types of things. So when that happened, my mind just exploded. And it was, that was, I think, the biggest rem- like moment of remembrance for me. Like, oh, yes, okay, this makes sense. Right, These things that we can't see, I was proven how they could actually affect the physical. And I started getting more into meditation and um, Qigong and Tai Chi and, and through, through the years. And so it was always a part of my life and it really began to pick up when I met Shayun. And I think you guys might've talked about her awakening when she was able to see color. For the first time, I was kind of able to help her, guide her through that. And um, I got very much into past life and started um, you know, reading different books, like Many Lives, Many Masters, and the works from Dolores Cannon. And now we're fast forwarding up um, to a few years ago, just becoming obsessed with the new world story and what's going on and what's coming through other mediums and other people through this work, through past past life regression through quantum healing hypnosis and quantum healing hypnosis technique was the, the next step in my evolution here, I think, where I said, okay, I need to now, take this, to learn this. And our guides had said, before we come to Ibiza, before we start the journey, um, uh, creating the Light Force Center, a place, a uh, center of light for the world to hold space for healers and true true healers who are here to do this work, you have to learn a practice, what's it gonna be? So I chose quantum healing hypnosis therapy or technique, and that has changed everything in me. Um, and since then, really being able to step through the veil, like you had said, be able to speak to those on the other side. Um, Our angels started coming through, the angels of other individuals. And when I say they came through, like I have conversations with them, like I do, you or I often facilitated through the medium of the individual. And so through this technique, so much information, so many different light beings have been coming through and giving information, not only to heal the patients that we're working with, but information that needs to be disseminated throughout earth so that we can rise into the fit D, you know so that fast forward is now where we sit right
0: yeah. what angel do you do you, um, do you feel that is with me the most
1: your angel yeah i, I, I don't know <laughs> i don't know your angels what do you feel well you're very much connected into your ancestry right so your your lineage um your tribal and lineage yeah, assume, very much right? so um but as as for as far as your specific angel uh, i don't know <laughs> sure you do just try just okay. go ahead just go in and ask what angel
0: spends the most time with shaman durek
1: is this one of those common angels that we hear a lot about Is this sure. a specific one to you no it's so a common angel yeah well michael came to me uh-huh and say why is
0: michael with shaman durek
1: I just kind of see an image. There's no real words that are coming to me, but I see an image of of like a sword and wings and almost like um like ripples of energy going out. Nice. I like that.
0: It's good. See, I, you know, I, I do this a lot sometimes on my show. I like people to, to, to know that they can do anything, mm-hmm. that there is no, I can't. You yeah. can, like you have so much power inside of you, you know? And I think what happens is, is a lot in life with people is that we go into this place where we sometimes think like, I don't have that ability unless I get into a certain headspace. Mm. If I get into a meditation mm-hmm. or if I get into some kind of form of ritual or something, but we have it naturally it's a natural part of who we are. Like when I'm looking at you, I see all of these fractal um, frequencies moving around you that are changing shape. And then I see like all of these other spirits that are around it, like ETs and all these different beings. And they're always, and even when you're sitting in front of me, they talk to me and they're just like, he has so much power. He has so much ability. And so, that's why i wanted to see like if you would go into it and you did so and that's right angel michael has been with me since i was a little boy really yeah and angel michael does constantly has a sword and sends out energy outside of me and ever when i was working a lot in um in uh catholicism working with different people in in uh italy and so forth one woman said to me she goes angel michael's always with you and i said yes since i was a little kid so thank you that is, was great. i got
1: chills i got chills now all okay. over. I, lo- I love when this happens
0: this is beautiful yeah because i wanted you to see that that you you know that that's there what do you what do you feel is some of the biggest issues right now that we're facing in our spiritual development
1: oh the good questions man i love them
0: oh yeah my shows my I uh, my uh, my, uh, my tr- I, this whole
1: you know ancient wisdom
0: i like to go in there
1: yes the like like if there's one the the biggest issue that we all face you, is, is that the question?
0: what do you feel like is some of the biggest issues it can be one or two like w- that we're facing spiritually from your point of view it doesn't necessarily mean that it, it it's from what you see what your point of view is because i always like to see you know what other healers and other um powerful masters such as yourself and your wife like what what do you see in the world what visions are you getting that because that's what helps the tribe to grow the tribe grows by being a tribe that i'm not like the all-knowing shaman in the tribe every single person has their own perception their own Vision their own, their own healing to bring to the tribe, and that's what makes the tribe so enriched and so yeah. powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's beautiful, and makes so much sense. I think what the number one word that comes to me from this is belief. That 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 belief, not only in yourself, but belief in what you, your intuition, what you've known, has always been true. Like because we all have the answers within us, we all know, and I think we choose not to believe for whatever reason right and i think when you can take your imagination when you can take those dreams that you had as a child that when you can take those dreams that you have now or the ones that you have when you're sleeping or the visions or your inspirations you can couple that with belief belief that they can actually take place and exist that's that's the magical component that begins to manifest it in reality and then you need action. And that action needs to be connected to purpose. And I think when you have all those things in order, then it creates your life's masterpiece. And that's the realization of your purpose, realization of your truth of who you are. So it would be imagination plus belief plus purpose plus action would equal your your truth right and whatever that beautiful thing is meant to manifest as right And i hope we get to see it in everybody <laughs> because it can really happen quickly But oh, we're definitely going to see it Um no doubt about that but i definitely think also in the process of seeing it we're also
0: going to see other things with those who don't choose to step into that place having to go through some difficulty but we have to hold the space of love for them yeah and know that it's necessary for them to experience those um, changes i would say exchanges but changes that are going to happen on the planet to help them to assist them in the process of saying hey i need to like shatter some of these ego conscious um ideas and structures and if that means the only way i can shatter it is to go through some form of pain
1: you know we have to be comfortable
0: with it while we stand and hold
1: space for them mm-hmm. you know absolutely it's so important and to realize like for those people who might be listening as well that have resistance to this or maybe they're, they're listening to these things for the first time that you know the, that that pain that resistance it's okay to have um and and i think that like you said the tribe the, uh, connecting with people who support you who love you like we are brothers and sisters we are connected in this there is no person who is right and who is is wrong it's it's a collective that needs to take place and and oh man the more that can hop on board the better (laughs) yeah absolutely there's an old um in um
0: in zulu culture that there's uh the story of a man who would go to the shaman and say you know i'm in pain i'm in pain i'm in pain in his life and the shaman would say to him um um, accept your life you know and then he would leave and he would you know go and do his thing in the tribe and so forth and then he'd come back and be like i'm still in pain i'm still in pain i'm still in pain and then the shaman would say to him accept your life you know and then he would go off and do his thing again and he'd come back and say i'm in pain i'm in pain he goes i feel like every time you're telling me the same thing you're not you're not helping me and the shaman goes oh no but i am because you haven't accepted your life you're not able to remove the pain Mm -hmm. you've been fighting your life Mm -hmm. and i think so I, i look at you know in the in in that knowledge of like you know, when I was in a wheelchair for a year and a half or when I was on dialysis for 10 years, I was in excruciating pain and everyone always asked me like, why are you coming to the clinic early and doing your sessions and talking to the doctors and spending time with the nurses and helping coach the, the you know, the patients, how to, how to have more holism in their life while they're going through all these treatments. And I would been sitting in the chair with them and go through screaming and yelling and all the things that I went through. But one of the things that got me through was from that Zulu understanding, which is like, accept your pain, accept your life is accepting your pain. And so I accepted my pain not as a punishment or I did something wrong or I have this bad karma or I'm this bad person, but I accepted it as like, this is a part of my training to be who I've come to be, you know? And so for me, I'm just accepting it, you know? And people are like, how are you on dialysis for 10 years and you haven't lost your mind? I was like, I've accepted my life. You know, and through that acceptance, I'm able to mature into the understanding of recognizing that this isn't forever, this isn't permanent, because I'm able to see the bigger picture of why this is happening. But if I fight it, then I suffer, even my suffering becomes more um, constant and my suffering becomes more grounded because my suffering becomes a feeling of suffering, not just from my soul, but in my body as well. And so like really transmuting that body pain into spiritual enlightenment and recognizing the beauty of it.
1: Yes, can I just (laughs) touch on this with you brother? Because this is at the core I think of, I know of the work that we're doing out here and that all real healers recognize. And I think this is the most important for anybody who is trying to heal their life is to realize A, that any physical disease, extremity situation is manifested from an emotional a root, right? And like, for example, m- much of cancer, as you probably know, is it manifests from fear and rage and anger and pain that's pent up in the body, like you just said. And so many people or individuals with cancer that we work with, they'll come and say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm dying of cancer, you know? And say, okay, this, so that's the symptoms. So let's look at what's going on. Okay, well, you've got pain that stems back through your childhood that is unresolved, that you've forgotten about, that you suppressed though. Let's remove that that's where the pain actually is, right? And so many people are so terrified for good reason, because it's probably been terrifying, painful, horrific things done to a lot of people, right? So, pain, so scared to move through that, to revisit it. But when you do and you're able to release that, then your light body can heal itself. And it's not us doing the work it's you doing the work the individual you're and healing right. yourself and i think the most important thing is the individual realizing that you're not going to find healing nobody's going to heal you but you have the power to heal yourself and you're right when those when the when the pain comes when the roadblocks come when the trauma comes when the things come in life that that make you feel like you're gonna break or that you want to suppress. That's the direction you need to move. And if you can find individuals who will help you move through that, you can heal yourself. And as you know, on the other side of that is the greatest joy, is the greatest life you could ever possibly fucking imagine. And you know, that's
0: that's it. (laughs) I, I think I think that a lot of times what happens is that people And I just want to add to that is that people get into this very um, stuck mentality or the idea of moving away from pain to find pleasure or find joy or to keep themselves distracted with something like, you know, I'm going to go and do yoga, I'm going to go do this, I'm not going to do this, but I'm not going to, I'm going to avoid You know and i really call that spiritual bypassing or skipping skipping spiritual steps and not really looking at that the the propeller or the engine behind spirituality or the consciousness of spirituality evolution and evolution can only be had when we show up with love when we present love as the antidote in the medicine for that illness or that sickness that we keep running from right and so as we embrace the um, sitting in the pain is the observation aspect, but then embracing it from the understanding of, you know, like when I work with cancer patients, the first thing I ask them is like, why do you want to die? And mm. then they get really frustrated. <laughs> yeah, that's They're the- like, what do you mean I want to die? I've been doing everything. And I'm like, your body is a conscious living being. You are a conscious living creator. You're a quantum creator. Yeah, there is a part of you that wants to live, but not strong enough the part that wants to die. And until we actually talk to the part that wants to die and why, and get it to be on team, I want to live with the other part of you that wants to live, then you're not gonna stay here. So we can drop the ego and we can drop the part of the self that wants to hold on to the idea of like, I'm doing everything I can and realize you're just doing that to appease everyone else so that you can look like you're going through the healing process. But the real healing comes from a choice, a decision. Do you want to live? And your living has to be greater than the part that wants to die. Most people don't even run to recognize they want to die, right? And even people who commit suicide, you know, they've been holding that energy for a long time. I'm sure Robin Williams was holding on to that energy for a very long time and smiling in everyone's face. But at the same time, no one was willing to ask that question because not everyone wants to always avoid the, the darkness. They want to avoid the unknown. They want to avoid the thing that's uncomfortable instead of embracing it and sitting in it and transmuting it by eating the poison while you're sitting in it and turning it to medicine, which is, I think, is a very healthy way of evolution, which is to that we don't have to evolve through suffering. We can evolve through observation and love.
1: Oh, yes, yes. And something that just came to me is giving me chills right now is that I've, I've just recently is recently learned is this concept of wanting to live and wanting to die that those who it is never written that you take your own life and whoever is thinking about this, is listening to this, or maybe knows somebody who is, it's a lot more painful where you go on the other side when you choose that. It's never written for that. However, sometimes the soul needs to leave. And as a shaman, I know you know this, your work is to help facilitate the passing of individuals, I'm sure. And oftentimes moving through the pain can mean that the body can clear its karma and can do the work, right? You do the work, you clear your karma, and the soul might then peacefully go up, right? Go to heaven, go back where it's creator, where it's meant to be job done. And that's okay too. This concept of healing means that the individual has to live until their are hundreds no, the healing means that we're bringing you back to source. You're bringing you back to truth. And um, the ability to clear the pain, to clear the trauma and to return back um, might be what's necessary for that that soul, but done appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. Versus taking life versus going and doing the work because the, the taking of the life is, is not, the, it's not the easy way out. Right. You gotta come back, you gotta do it again. It's gonna be a lot worse if you're lucky (laughs) yeah absolutely and i and it's interesting too
0: because um what i learned when i died and i went to the other side is that we don't come back because we feel like we have to come back we don't come back because it's like oh we're mandatory to come back there's no rules that govern us as spirits we come back because of the fact that we choose to come back to realize that we can actually create something different from a place of love than out of fear and i love the the energy of people recognizing this great opportunity that we have right now you know because a lot of times people are looking out and going oh my god look what's happening in the world and right now, one of the things I was told by one of my um, ancestors, this is a time of resurgence. This is a time for us to pull our energy in and look at everything inside of ourselves that we are utilizing as a way to create judgment, blame, or put a box around our frame and say, this is why this is happening. And I'm this spiritual being, instead of realizing we're all a part of everything, every rapist, every killer, every pain, every suffering, every war, ISIS, all of it, we all created it. And so instead of people you know, sizing themselves up, based upon their evolution and saying, okay, well, you know, I'm over here, I'm very spiritual being, I don't like all these things, but there are aspects of your being that have contributed to uh, to this thing showing up on planet earth. You know, I see a lot of people marching in the streets for things they don't like, but I don't see people marching to take down billboards. I don't see people marching to take down propaganda. I don't see people marching to take down all the, the things that we're constantly bombarded with on the news and things like that and asking for more authentic news, asking for more you know things that are actually supporting us, asking for a new technology that is more feminine-based. Uh, the structures of our homes are still based in a masculine aggressive energy of these angles and squares and start showing us rounded corners you know and start really creating a space for us to really invite the feminine um, energy of evolution in so that we can actually start having a real relationship with Gaia and you know there's too many the, the thing is is that people are talking about the things they want to change that are irritating them by complaining about it and complaining just adds more energy to that which is already happening instead of them simply saying like look you know to be honest if we really want to start making change the first thing we have to do is start putting more parks in the cities you can't have that many people in a city and not have that much park the, your heart rate goes up your 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 cortisol goes up your energy goes up and your you can't even hold a conversation from the heart anymore because your 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 internal gauge is is spinning around like a like a mad gauge because you don't have you don't have enough nature around you to create that beautiful energy that just kind of sinks you in and says hello hi isn't life wonderful just breathe have a conversation with your sister have a conversation with your brother eat your food chew enjoy your life you don't have to run around a mile a minute trying to stress yourself out cuz there's really nothing reason for you to do so right so i'm really about um Really, I love the fact that you both moved here to Ibiza, which I think is so important. Uh, This island really needs both of you and creating this beautiful um, center. I'm so excited for the world to be able to be a part of it. And if there are um, people who are interested in supporting them investment-wise or financially and bringing this to complete fruition, and you want to get involved with everything that they're doing, um, what's
1: a way that they can contact you? Yeah, the best way would be to either reach out to us, send us a DM on Instagram, I'm um, at Mendeluk, M-E-N-D-E-L-U-K, um, or you could send an email to info at lightforcecenter.com And yeah, we're here. We'd love to hear from you guys. And I just wanted to say the last thing on what you were saying is you're so right. And I think it's very easy for us to know what we don't want, but how much time are we spending putting energy towards what we do want? You don't want any war? You don't invest in the military? Why don't we create a <laughs> department of peace? And so how does that look like as an analogy in, in our lives, in your life, right? And start putting energy towards that and, and we'll see change real quick. Yes, I love that. That was a wonderful wonderful thing
0: that you just said I feel that there's so many people in the tribe right now who are lit and happy <laughs> and the lady committee is on full effect. <laughs> the
1: lady <Litty> committee, <laughs> I, I like it
0: bro. Oh yeah, we are. We, our tribe is on the lit train. We're on the lit train all day, every day, keeping it lit, keeping it fire, burning those fires and lifting our desires and shifting the tribe mm-hmm. uh, of people into leaders, leading leaders to be leaders. This is what it's about. I think that uh, anytime you get like a shaman or a guru or anyone who comes from the spiritual understanding and they ha- they say, oh yeah, I've healed everything. I'm perfect, I'm whatever it's all bullshit because the reality is if we are in this biological space suit, we're doing things Mm -hmm. and we have things to shift as well too. Mm -hmm. And we're taking in the darkness just as much as the light to transmute it back into light. So I'm really thankful that you've been here with us on today's share. I love you you so much. You both are my heart and soul and thank you for bringing Aya into the world the next leader who's here to bring forth consciousness to a whole nother level. You recognize. Beautiful. Of course, of course oh man, <laughs> <laughs> a few
1: years. I think I
0: think a lot of people will be hearing from us. Yes, exactly. I mean, look at the parents, look at you know you and, and you and Shayun. So I'm grateful. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you
1: so much, brother. We'll talk soon. <laughs> yes.
0: that was an amazing show we have we had we had so much knowledge wisdom and sharing and love and just divine inspiration showing up and lighting us up and building that beautiful energy of the city of light, right? We're just operating that every time we stay in that lit place, that fire inside of us is contributing to building blocks of that beautiful city of light that we're all constructing with our love, with our kindness, with our generosity, with our caring, with our sharing, and with our wisdom and experiences that we all have had individually and collectively here on planet Earth. And I'm so happy that you are part of ancient wisdom today podcast also you know um there's a call to action you know go to um itunes sign um sign up if you have to leave your review the more people get to hear about what you feel what you think about today's share and all the other shares and if you haven't listened to the other shows and this is your new time listening to ancient wisdom today podcast start from the beginning and work your way all the way to where we are you will be lit you will feel on fire and you will see everything manifesting in your life in the most beautiful and effortless way. I'm so honored and so powerful to listen to Alexander and Shayun on the show today, where they got to express and expound upon their childbirth, on life, about really stepping into that place where we're honoring, about saying the beautiful things instead of complaining, all of the wisdoms that have come from both of them, and then they brought this beautiful baby into the world, Aya, that we're going to hear from, I'm very sure of it, and honoring that space as parents and sharing with us the love that is naturally given and for us to share it with everyone as they have so did to us for today's tribe on ancient wisdom today podcast so i will love you and love you and love you to the end of days and beyond remember how powerful and wonderful you are if you need to if you haven't followed me on instagram you can follow me at shaman dirk and until then i love you remember how powerful you are and there's no one like you so seize the moment today and every day bye